0: Hello. Ryan. Hey. All righty. So, welcome, guys, to another edition of Flown with Fina. Today I have a guest with me, played ball at UCLA, played in the NBA for 10 years, and definitely he's one of my mentors, Ryan Hollins. Thank you, Ryan, for joining in.
1: Hey, no problem, Fina. And, man, you like I said, man, you know you're doing a great job uh, with the podcast and reaching out, man, each and every episode, man. I love to just watch you get better. I'm a fan.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Um, so today what I really wanted to focus on and talk about was the case that happened at Arizona with Sean Miller and how he gave a hundred thousand dollars to one of his. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Everything that's been going on in the NCAA with these cases and these investigations.
1: So even though you're on the women's side, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, this is something that's very common uh, in college athletics and you know sean miller giving a hundred thousand dollars definitely is not the the worst thing that's happened Mm -hmm. but i'm actually glad the national attention is being brought to this because in my mind college athletes should be paid Mm -hmm. uh the money that goes into the sport uh clearly does not match up and it's really unfortunate whenever those guys have to go out and uh Essentially, make money on their own. Or they feel forced to take money from a coach or, or a, uh, an agent, or you know some other entity. So, I hope that this can you know potentially bring an end to some of the things that go on, and these guys just get what they deserve. So they don't feel like they have to do anything illegally, or a coach doesn't have to do that to actually succeed.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so today's so like an article came out saying with LeBron, he said that the NCAA is correct, uh, corrupt because of the kids, they don't benefit from, you know, what they bring in, like, what they bring in uh, from the revenue, and, um, you know, like, what are your thoughts when it comes to, you know, like, one and done, and do you feel that the NCAA is corrupt and, you know, are just using these athletes? That's why, you know, they can't go straight from high school to NBA anymore.
1: The NCAA is incredibly corrupt mm-hmm. uh, because they know that they had a system that worked, you know, at one point in time, you know, that was, that was very relevant and realistic for athletes not to be paid mm-hmm. and they, they've outgrown the system. They've had TV deals, there's merchandising, um, you know, college sports is huge than ever. And I'm not just talking basketball, uh, football, uh, soccer, you know, you got literally a little bit of everything. So to limit what these athletes can make, or to try and pick and choose a scenario and in my mind it's just incredibly hypocritical because you look at one situation and you say we'll say for title nine well you got to be equal you got to be mm-hmm. equal." and i love title nine because you know my daughter chooses she'll have a scholarship one day to do anything just because hey you have to have the equal number of scholarships you know as a woman and, mm-hmm. and within that they say well that's okay. We're gonna sell this basketball jersey for sixty dollars. We're, we're gonna we're gonna sell these tickets to the tournament for hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you have all these different deals going on where they're making money and they're selling revenue. And there's Fox Sports and there's the the all the networks and, and merchandising. I mean, really, it's it's a major multi-billion-dollar entity. Um, so unfortunately, the athletes aren't getting paid. And I get the idea of an education, but I'll be darned if you think that the only way that these athletes can go to college is through basketball or football. Mm -hmm. They can make their own way through through those systems with or without, you know, we're we're very, very bright individuals. So um, I hope that at some point this whole system puts an end to it. And maybe the Sean Miller case is just the straw that breaks the camel's back.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree on that. Um, I mean, do you feel that there will be a result to this, like, um, with like all the like all these investigations? I mean, do you feel that you know the NCAA would definitely will come to an end? Do you think that? I mean, do you believe that that can happen?
1: I think the ball is rolling. I, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's it's gone so corrupt, but at the same time, are you not gonna watch March Madness? Yeah. Is anybody going to sit down? We've had these uprisings before. There have been a couple sports and a couple athletes that have chose to sit out or tried to make a name for the next athlete. But the problem is, Fina, after four or five years, you're gone. So how do you unionize? How do you sit out? How do you boycott these things? You know, these guys don't really understand. And they, you know, the NCAA may throw some Band-Aids on there, but are they really going to change it? I think it's Shabazz Napier had to t- win the national championship and tell everyone I was hungry and then they implement some type of meal pan that quick. Um, But this, the proportion in which the case is and what's put out in the negative press, uh, I I just, I hope they change. I really do. Uh, But, you know, this is going to be a tough one. I don't don't know if there's going to be a change in sight. I don't know if the athletes have the courage uh, to necessarily step forward and make that big change.
0: Yeah. Um, And... You know, the the Detroit Pistons coach, uh, Stan Van Gundy, he he was he said that the NCAA was one of the worst organizations in sports because he he said that it was racist because because we're just looking like uh, people are just looking at like the basketball side of it, not just, you know, baseball or like ice hockey. They're just saying, you know, we see these big black athletic guys who can, you know, bring it bring in money in the NCAA and you know do you feel that that can you know play a part too like like the race card could play could play a part
1: well I I think there are racial elements Mm -hmm. I guess we talked about it today what what was pretty tough is that uh the NBA actually implements the one and done rule Mm -hmm. you know and uh you can't but help but feel a a vibe of modern slavery uh necessarily in in these situations because hey you do the work. You don't know your value. You don't know that if you sit out, uh, you know, this this deal can't run without you or you're strong enough to kind of beat the system, uh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's where the vibes in my mind of racism and slavery come. And, you know, you know who your money is coming from. You know, the big horses, you know, the big names, you know who these kids are, you know, so don't. Don't be naive or try to, I guess you, you can say, play dumb to it because it's you, you know who your guys are, and mm-hmm. they do happen to be African American males. That, yeah. that is, that's exactly who they are. So that's where the undertones of racism come in, where you have that, that system. And you know, the, the majority of athletes that are good, mm-hmm. that they are black. So yeah. I, I, I get, I get, and I understand, but the one and done rule actually comes from him. From the NBA, you know, saying that these guys have to do a certain age. And he was really trying to do a favor to the NCAA and even to our league by saying, hey, we want these guys to be mature, getting your education before they come to the pros.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you say that things like from the time you played at UCLA till now, things have gotten better when it comes to like paying players or like these investigations or... Is it just – has it gotten worse, or is it just now being, you know, more people are now just seeing it?
1: It's gotten so rampant. It's actually gotten worse. Okay. There are more and more players. Uh, I actually talked to a good friend of mine who's working in the coaches of the mid-major ranks, mm-hmm. and he said mid-major players are getting paid because it's wow. so bad. It's, it's that bad that you have to do that just to get a player, and these guys are literally – they're starving, man. They can't They can't afford – Things and if you come from the inner city, a lot of these kids come from single parent households, and mm-hmm. you know they got a hundred thousand dollars on the table. I can help your family out. How do you not take that? And you seeing everybody around you do it, and it's just this corrupt, underground racketeering type of system.
0: Yeah, it's just I, because you know, like you said, me being on the women's side, we don't really. We don't really have to deal with things like that, cause you know we're not getting paid like like you said, like with. Um. So, so you like you being a, a father of young boys, is this something that you worry about? Like what, you know if they choose to play basketball, you know, would you want them to play, you know, in the for the NCAA? Because you know in this video that LeBron. Uh, had on ESPN, he was saying, you know, I would rather have, like, my my sons play overseas or, like, do something else. But, you know, this is something that, you know, worries him as a father with the NCAA and, you know, like his sons being used. Is this something that you think about as a dad?
1: Well, you would hope that they wouldn't, and you would hope that they Mm -hmm. wouldn't be taken advantage of. And right now, right now, they they are. Uh, These guys are being taken advantage of. Uh, they're not getting the opportunity to to make the most of their ability. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, you just, you really you really hope this is fixed uh, once and for all. And you know, not just for the kids now, but for the kids later on.
0: So, then, like, do you have like a message for like younger younger male players that do want to play in college or? want to go to the NBA, do you have a message for them, you know, when it comes to all this corruption going on in the NCAA? Oh, so oh. They, you know, yeah. Uh,
1: to the young guys, man, just always know your value. Um, be mm-hmm. willing to speak out, be vocal. Uh, you can get on the Twitter platform. Uh, raise awareness to what, you know, what, what's kind of going on. Hey, I want to be an NCAA athlete. I, I want to join the NCAA, but I, 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 can't, feed, I can't feed my family. You know, mm-hmm. I, I cannot feed my family on, on this. And I, I'm, I'm in a position, this is a, this is a tough position. And everybody, you know, I, I was blessed that uh, I had my mom and dad in the home and my, my dad made decent money. But mm-hmm. if I didn't make it to the NBA, my dad was taking out loans just to make, help me get through college. You know, I didn't have to rely on an agent. So um, maybe it's bringing some of this stuff to light because then you, you're, you're pretty much owned by an agent. And that's no way to live. And that's when we say another form of racism, another form of slavery. You have these agents that own these back black players with the money. So why it looks real glitz and glamorous? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe it's money thrown around. I'm slave to you. Slavery doesn't just mean, uh, you know, people getting, uh, you know, beat and and killed. You know, slavery yeah. sometimes is. Is mental. Sometimes it's just, I own you. You are my property, you know, to whatever degree, then that's really no place, man, for, for anybody to have to live and for anybody to just be getting rich and rich and richer off of.
0: Why do you feel that? Do you feel that like athletes right now that are playing um, in the NCAA, do you feel that some of them are scared to speak up? If you do, like, why do you think they are like scared to say something?
1: NCAA makes examples out of people, man. You, mm-hmm. you, you lose your opportunities to play, and, uh, you know, if you have a hope of being a professional or you want to finish out school. You see your, your, your life flash before your eyes. And what's, and what's even tougher is that the college degree, as much as they're charging for it, it <laughs> has no value now. You come out of college with a degree, and it doesn't mean the same. It's almost like great networking a college degree is pretty much networking and you've got to work almost on the side outside of your degree. Now college is great for a lot of people in in some cases like myself very much needed but for some people college don't work man. You got to have you got to pretty much go in with a B plan cuz that education right now isn't enough. You know, there's a day and age where you got a college degree, you got a decent job you went to work and that made sense for you. You're able to take care of your your family. Now, mm-hmm. that degree don't mean the same thing. You, you've got to parlay it into something else uh, just to be able to survive.
0: What, uh, what did you study at UCLA?
1: I studied history. And okay. I never planned on being a history teacher, but I only had three options. And that's a problem. You're making money all around me and my schedule has to fit to only three majors History, poli-sci, and uh, I almost want to say um, psychology. What did Both you want to What I did you I want to study, athletes. though? What I would love to do, uh, you know, uh, communications, maybe mm-hmm. business and finance. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there's another major that I loved would have squeezed in, but you know, you can you can take the money that we bring in as athletes. But you can't give me an object, an option while playing sports because that's the time frame that I'll be there. Um, you don't tailor for me. It's convenient for you, but but not for me uh, and for the rest of the young athletes. And that's not real. That's not cool. Gosh.
0: Yeah. But like when you when you um, went to UCLA, did you did you have a plan B or did, was your goal to get to the NBA?
1: Uh, my goal was definitely in the NBA, to, to the mm-hmm. NBA. And, um, you know, you know this in sports, Fina, uh, you got to yeah. be all in. If you want to make it to be a pro, you don't mm-hmm. really halfway try to be a pro. You go all in to be a pro. Otherwise, it's really not going to work. And that's what we have preached all day. And since you were little, all day, since you were growing up, what does Coach tell you? Work your hardest. Give it your all. all. Well, darn, I can't give it my all because i got a paper to write that I'm worried about later on. Or I want to be a professional. So you tell me to worry about schoolwork? You know, and unfortunately, even in school, my mindset, I know how bright I am. I know how smart I am. But my mindset was to do enough to be able to play basketball Mm. and soak it in. Because my dream wasn't just to go get that history degree. My (laughs) dream was to make it to the NBA. You know, and the history degree was just icing on the table on the uh, on the cake.
0: Mm. So, like, you know, being a female, and you know, why we're so pushed, you know, when it comes to you know receiving our degrees, and you know, college is so important. Like, it's you know, what 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 do you think about that?
1: Man, I I think you got to yeah. know your value. I think you got to be plan. I think this starts even at high school somebody's young. I
0: mm-hmm. love
1: sports and you're going through an injury right now, but we know at some point the ball's going to stop Probably bouncing yeah. for all of us. That ball has a certain lifespan and you have to think of what you want. And Like I said, UCLA is an amazing fraternity and network. I don't take anything away from that. I'm UCLA mm-hmm. forever, but that system in which how it works and how it operates, uh, it's very, very flawed on that sports side. So Um, I just think, always think of what you love to do, um, whether it be art, whether it be science, whether it be, you know, whatever you want to be, you can be that and use that university as a platform, Mm -hmm. you know, going with the game plan because that education ain't worth, it ain't the same. It ain't just teaching people how to fish. (laughs) It ain't the same. There's a whole lot of gray area. Uh, into following up on what you want to be when you're done. So it, it's just really great to take steps before that and going with that right mindset and figure, man, find something you love to do because nowadays aren't aren't any limits. Yes,
0: and I, I I agree. But you know, now that you know you're kind of now you personally, like, you know, with your life and you know, you're not you're not playing ball anymore. What 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 are you getting into? What what is your new passion that you're you're striving for? Yes. For me okay. it's
1: broadcasting. And uh, broadcasting is just something that I want to do. I didn't have that mindset in college, and I was, I, I was blessed to figure that out in the NBA uh, because I mm-hmm. love basketball. Um, I love the game. I used to think that it would be coaching, um, but I had too much respect for the coaches. I don't know if I could be there as, as much as they're there. And uh, broadcasting gives me uh, an avenue where I have time to be home with my kids during the day and have some flexibility and um, and also talk about the game that mm-hmm. I love. You know, we'd be do something that you'd be doing regardless. That do something that you would do for free. Now it okay. doesn't feel like no. That. Yes,
0: <laughs> you know, that yeah. It's that's a blessing as always. But that is all I have for you, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, yes. Yeah, nice. Oh no
1: problem. Thanks. Of course, Ryan. Well,
0: um, take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
1: All right, Tina.